Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Serva. Hey, Ben. And Fernando. Hi, Ben. Lip turds. We have a lip turd with us today. Uh, (laughs) That's my Alex Jones impression. We're with Trey Crowder. He is (laughs) one of the liberal rednecks, and he is also a uh, brilliant comedian and a fantastic man. Thanks for being on the show, Trey. Good to be back. Glad to be here. Mm -hmm. It's great to have you here with your southern charm and your overall new haircut. I know you guys You're really make me look really good nice. about the haircut. Yeah. Amanda, what do you think? It's a great haircut. He looks I, good. I pulled up and Travis is like, you know, we're not doing video, right? Why do you? Why do you, <laughs> why why you look so good? Up? Why do you look? So, I'm wearing I a also t-shirt. Showered, you know, yesterday. I'm wearing so. a t-shirt and I shaved my neck today. That's about <laughs> it. It looks fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Well, you look great, buddy. The entire world's burning in front of our eyes. Mm. I know you're doing fantastic content. He recently went, uh, Trey went viral twice. Mm, that's called Trey Dry. That's called Trey, Trey Viral. You got monkeypox twice. Yeah, um, no. Have you seen those images, by the way? Monkeypox? Yeah. No, I've been trying not to. It's oh, nasty, bro. It's yeah. gross looking. It's nasty. It's bad. Anyway, uh, you were discussing Liz Cheney. Obviously, Liz Cheney, she recently lost her congressional seat in Wyoming. Who had that uh, on there? 2022 bingo card? <laughs> Not a lot of people. And of course, you were also discussing the Mar-a-Lago raid. But let's just start off with the world of comedy. How right. are you tackling all of this? How are you in this world of absolute and utter insanity where well, everyone that's in power seems to be so satirically, uh, they, they are, they're satires of a politician themselves. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah. How do you yeah. find the humor? Self-parody. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I mean- there's still a lot to make fun of like people like i first went viral and started doing comedy full-time i've been doing stand-up before that but in 2016 it was Mm -hmm. before the election but trump got elected and people would ask me all the time like you know first it was like well, you got no shortage of material with Donald Trump in there, and then toward, and then they're, they're like, "What is he, true? What if he loses? You know, what are you, right. what are you going to do then?" And I was like, "I'm pretty sure there's still going to be bullshit to yes, rant right. and rave right. about, regardless." And yeah. that has proven to be true. But in terms of like, you know, sometimes it is hard to make a joke about any of these people that you know is more ridiculous than the thing they actually said or the thing right. they actually do. I mean, that's that's, the, that was the problem with Trump. A lot of people who don't do comedy are like, you must have a lot of ammunition. <laughs> and the problem was he is a comedian. Right. He yeah. was, he's, a, he's a comedic persona 
that is the heart of evil, and he <laughs> never should have been there. It's like Bullworth, uh, you know, went to went and read Mein Kampf and came back for a sequel. <laughs> yeah, right. So it was difficult to like make fun of right. it because then you were also feeding the tulpa. Yes. Yeah. And the one thing to, for Trump, the one way to get rid of him is to never fucking say his name. Right. 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 Don't feed him after midnight. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, sometimes I'll come up with a little nickname for whoever the politicians I'm talking about. This is like a cheap way to, you know, get a joke in there. But like, that's another one with Trump is I felt like right. those all were done and taken up. Yeah. He was the king of the nickname years ago. Do yeah. You know what I mean? Little Marco. They're yeah. so low energy. Jet. Yeah, I know they are. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so you don't even want to attempt a new one now because it just gets lumped in there with, you know, Cheeto Mussolini and all of those. Right. Exactly. I guess now it's just TFG. Apparently that's what everybody calls him Who's yeah. on the, on the internet. Is that right? Well, I still, the former guy is what it stands for, oh, I guess. I didn't oh. know either, but in like I get all kinds of comments. Mm. Nothing I find if you are a liberal on the internet, like you have a liberal following, it doesn't matter what the subject of the video is, they will bring someone will bring Trump up, like in the right, comments right. or replies. And I don't, you know, engage with that, but it's every time. Right. Sometimes you'll post like a promo video for dates or something that doesn't even have anything right. to do with politics. And they'll be like, what about Trump's tiny hands, though? You know, <laughs> like, yeah, that bring that up because you're performing in Nebraska next week. Well, you want yeah. to. Did you ever, do you ever regret being tied to politics when it comes to comedy? I mean, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but also no. No, because like I'm very aware that that was the whole thing that made me noteworthy in the first place. You know, the liberal redneck. Right. Do I ever wish that I could just do others? And I mean, I, I know I could do whatever I want, but I mean, yeah, sometimes I wish it was just more about just being funny instead of yeah. always needing to have a take or an opinion or whatever on sure. stuff. But at the same time, I do genuinely care about all this stuff. Like, I, would, right. you know what I mean? It's not like I'm just doing it because of the of the gig but i mean yeah for sure i when i first when i did the first liberal redneck video that went viral i had been doing stand-up and i talked about like you know real sh i'd talk about racism or homophobia i'd make fun of the bible i'd do right. stuff like that but i did not consider myself a political comedian sure and those videos were just like a thing i thought to try do you right. know what i mean that's all i was doing was trying a thing right. and then they became the thing that you know defined my whole career and presence and everything right. it's right. pretty, pretty weird but it's also like especially in the past few years everything's so insane and like you said it's the world's crazy, burning bro. that it's like i don't i feel like people should be engaged with it right now i know that it like mm -hmm. burns people out and all that but like you know this shit is nuts. Yeah, so like right, it's right. worth talking about. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, when I first met Trey, it was Knoxville, 2015. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the Trump phenomenon was kind of in the works still. Um, but of course, we connected because we just started talking politics right away. Mm -hmm. You worked for the Department of Energy mm -hmm. at that time. I had run mm -hmm. for office a few times unsuccessfully, mm -hmm. and of course, the first thing I told you was, "You should run for office." <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I've told the, that's the thing I always remember about how we met. We hadn't been talking for like 10 minutes, and he's like, You should really run for office. Yeah. And I knowing Travis now, I know he's a big proponent of that, and he tells most everybody they should run Everyone for I office because yeah, he believes in it. Yeah. I got right. Ben Kissel to run <laughs> but, for office. Yeah, but, we got this. Yeah. But in my head, when he said that, I was like, Man, this guy really gets me. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you tell. ever do that? Uh, I mean, I mean, no. Marsha Blackburn, Tennessee. 
Well, here's the thing. Realistically, people bring that up all the time, too. But I would get wrecked for so many reasons. I <laughs> right. mean, you think so? Oh, yeah. Especially in Tennessee. I mean, just even in this day and age, I feel like There's you could be take some... a picture of a long turd that you took, put it on Twitter and you'll and get people you more would say, hey, it's still presidential. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But also one of the main things is just being practical about it. I know because I've Every now and then some candidates like reach out to me to do something for them, you know, like uh, I've hosted fundraisers, shit like that. So I've been like around candidates and stuff. And I know you guys are very aware of this, but it seems like 90% of their job is just asking people for money. Phone banking. Calling uh, calling all day long and asking people for money. And I have like an inborn, like white trash (laughs) thing about... uh, I hate asking people for stuff, especially, especially money. And be, that being basically my job, like, I just don't think I could get through it. I'd also be right. bad at the politicking part of it. Right. Because I'm like, I'm the type of person, if someone tells me something, I'm like, well, you know, they told me they thought that. So I'm sure they do think that. And it's right. like in D.C., that's not <laughs> right. the yeah. opposite of true. Yeah. You couldn't deal with the phone banking and the lies. The lies. Yeah, the I'll lying you. is a big part of it. <laughs> the, yeah. Those are like the two biggest parts of it. Yeah. Well, and, you know, you think about that first video that you made. It wasn't uh, Trump related, really. It was about the the North Carolina transgender, transgender bathrooms. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. that's what it was such a phenomenon because right. at that point, obviously, I'd already known you. But to see you go viral at that time, and especially that, you know, that idea of the liberal redneck, I remember shortly after we did a show in Columbus, Ohio, and you got 80 people out on a Tuesday, and I was Woo! like, this guy, this is a big deal. <laughs> That's a draw. That's a draw, and it's because you tapped into something that I think, you know, it existed back then, it still exists now, and that is just people who talk like you do, they're from the South, but they have completely liberal, normal, moderate, you know, not crazy mm-hmm. political opinions. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much never saw that. I know because I used to have a chip on my shoulder about it my whole life, because as long as I've been into politics at all, I've been yeah. liberal, and I was very aware that my accent, you know, sent a different message to pretty much everybody. And <laughs> right. also wanting to do stand-up from the right. time I was like 12 or so I was aware of that back then, too, that that would be a thing. It wasn't so much about politics in my head, but it's like, I know big words and have <laughs> right. a southern accent. That'll be neat to people, you know, and yeah. it kind of worked out that way. Mm-hmm. Did you ever feel like, fuck it? Why be a liberal if everyone thinks I'm conservative anyway? I'll just lean in, become what they want me to be. No, because I just grew up w- where I did and I was always just so annoyed by all of that shit. Right. I never wanted to like ally myself with them because I also never had a problem like speaking up when I was a kid in right. school and everything because like I was the smart kid in my class. I made good grades, but I, in my head at that time, I thought I was fucking goodwill hunting. You know, right. I thought I was oh, like yeah. literally a prodigy. <laughs> so like, and I'm not at all, but I thought that. And so I had no problem just openly disagreeing with shit like that or arguing with them, you know, right. like I wasn't shy about it. Cause I was like, well, yeah, I'm smart and they're dumb. So it makes sense that they would be wrong about the thing that I'm right about. You well, know? And <laughs> thank, right, right. And thank God for kids like you, as we're seeing in Florida now with the Santas, the anti-woke mm-hmm. policies, oh, Lord. And, uh, they are uh, just pro-fascist policies Yeah, yeah. And the, that he's putting forth. I mean, kids are going to have to start speaking out to get their own education right. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's always been like the one of the biggest problems, you know, on the left is motivating young people to 
vote and be engaged up. and yeah. stuff just to show up and you know hopefully there'll be some more of that because they seem more engaged probably because they you know get shot all the time and right. have their you know classrooms otherwise fucked up by this stuff so they're That's being crazy they're being pulled into it more than they used to be i think yeah yeah of course books are getting banned while guns uh-huh. are not right basically mm-hmm. no, they're arming teachers in, in my home state of ohio that's fully legal now so more guns in schools less books we'll see how the education works out <laughs> right yeah <laughs> it's gonna be real interesting well that's for sure. and and you do i mean if you kind of talk about some of those early days in the holler as i've heard you call it before um because you talk uh, you, you make an appearance in ed larson and i's documentary how america killed my mother mm-hmm. and you have this great story about your hometown obviously your, your father had passed away yeah and mm-hmm. but the town it's it's a trumpy town when something like that happens to someone they know in the town they still all pull together and helped pay for your father's funeral Did they have that right yeah you do my dad died of pancreatic cancer in mm-hmm. 2013 Sorry and i was that. like i appreciate it we had no we never had any money we were always broke and when i was an adult but i hadn't been out of college long i was still broke we were all right. broke Funerals and shit are expensive. We're aware of that. We right. talked to the funeral home beforehand, and they're like, you can make payments. It's all right. But we, had him, we had him cremated, all that stuff. It's also illegal to just bury him anywhere. <laughs> right. sure, yeah. sure. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, but we had, him, racket. we had him cremated, no casket. It was still like at least, I don't remember now, but it was, you know, two to $3,000 right. or something like that. Right. And I went in there after the funeral, and I was like, all right, so how are we going to do this payment plan thing? And, oh, the, and the guy cool. was like... The guy was like, oh, you don't have to worry about it. And I said, what do you mean? And, the, and he said, uh, everybody just pitched in and covered it. So it's taken sweet. care of. Yeah. like, And no one said, no one to this day has said a word to me about Like no one said anything to any of us about it that day before or after. Mm-hmm. They just did it. And yeah, I mean, I think about that shit a lot because it is really Trumpy. By that, at 2013, it right. still hadn't happened yet. Sure. Right. But like my dad was like a long haired, like rock and roll redneck type of guy. Like cool. he was godless, <laughs> you know, and loved David yeah. Bowie and David Lynch and all that shit. And he was, uh, you know, he was different. Right. And, and it's also right. a very small town. So everybody knew him and knew he wasn't like the rest of them and didn't right. go to church and all that. But they still, you know, did do that. Do you think so. they would do it now? Oh man, I don't know. That's a good question. No, I don't know. I feel like I feel like shit saying that because they did do it. Right. <laughs> I think now there'd be at least a good number of them who would be like not incorrectly. Well, let Trey pay for it. You know, like I, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, like, now, but let's say, like, now, let's say yeah. economic standards are the same. You were just as broke as you were then. Am do I? Do you think as a society in that town, do you think that it would still help someone who has a different political affiliation with a funeral? Hmm. If you take me out of the equation at all, like we're so, like I'm not known for anything either, right. then yeah, I do think they absolutely still would. I'm not saying they wouldn't because of me. I think fewer of them might. I mean, you know, I'm not the I'm not the biggest hit in my hometown. <laughs> you don't hit. <laughs> no, in your I don't hit in Salina. Some you know, some people are all for it and love all the shit with me. But like I've you know, they've never. When we got a Subway sandwich shop, it was front page above the fold news and sure, the little line of newspaper. <laughs> Literally, not a joke. And I've they've never even mentioned my name in there after being on, you know, HBO and all this shit. And I don't I genuinely don't care. I'm just saying that to point out right. that's 
where, where I stand. Right, right. You're not news, <laughs> but these Subway sandwiches, well, they deal. have six foot and foot long. <laughs> it tastes just like I'm in New York City. We better burn that Subway down. <laughs> but right, I, it's too I got, liberal. I got another buddy from there who's like an actor out here, and he's been in like, you know, he'll show up in bit parts in uh, like NCIS procedures, stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, or commercials. And, you know, that'll get written up right you know what right, i mean right, so right, it's right. like they're proud of that type of thing but not this type of thing <laughs> does that <laughs> make you wild. upset it i mean it really pisses my uncle off who still lives there he's it, it he's always been pretty upset about it he's I, just blasting your radio or your uh, comedy specials on the radio with his windows down kind yeah. of he definitely <laughs> he's yeah he's pretty open about you know all of that i mean he's an openly gay man who lives there so they're not surprised by any of that either. They probably blame him for the way I am. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Which is like not far off. I wouldn't call it blaming, but he definitely right. is a big part of, of how that all happened that way. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, that's kind of I, – I, I feel that that kind of upbringing definitely determines your comedy and your style of comedy because you're, you're, you know these people. Mm. You get along with them. You go to school right. with them. They do things like pay for funerals and things like that. But then you know, then you talk to them. It's like, man, I do not agree with anything you're saying right now. I don't now. know. JFK Jr. might come back. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Could happen. No, it I, could happen. That and that I, part of it is the fact that I've moved away, but I just that whole dynamic you just described, I used to have no problem. That's exactly how it was. It was like, I know I disagree with these people on pretty much everything, but I've never had a problem just being around them or getting along with them or right. hanging out, getting drunk in a garage. Ever. Yeah. Never yeah. an issue at all. Yeah. Felt right at home doing all of that, but I just don't, I just don't know anymore because it's just on a whole right. other level. And also they're yeah. way more out and proud about it all mm-hmm. now too like i don't know if it's hard for people to believe or not but genuinely when i was a kid i would have described salina as more apolitical than anything they still stuck to that whole like don't talk about politics rule like people just generally didn't talk about it there were no and they also ah they're all full of shit fuck them all was the sort <laughs> right. of sure the general attitude and then i'm the, not racist i hate everybody equally sure yeah they <laughs> yeah. definitely would deny the racist part while still being racist but uh, <laughs> yeah but you know trump I mean, he really did change all of that yeah. in in my town, at least. He yeah. emboldened. Yeah, he emboldened. And uh, we were talking about this in an episode recently where, you know, and it's cliche again, but they say the quiet part out loud now. Right. Yeah, right. And uh, they're so proud of it. Mm-hmm. They're so proud of their stupidity in a way. And the sad thing is many of the policies that people that they support put forth hurt them. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. How do we, like, what's the best messaging? You know, I'd assume it's not the wealthiest town on the face of the planet. Not at all. Working class folks having trouble making ends meet. Mm -hmm. You know, these dollar generals, dollar stores, they ain't a dollar. I'll tell you, they're the most expensive places you can shop, truly. Um, What what kind of message do you think the Democratic Party should have or uh, left-leaning independents? 
or moderate independents, what message would you like to see I mean, to relate to those people? Because they need help. Yeah. What I used to think and say was, you know, focus on shit like healthcare, making their Mamaw's pills cost less mm-hmm. and also that and, you know, trying to keep these rich people from fucking them over, you know, you put more money in their pocket and all that type of like working man shit that the yeah. Democratic Party used to be like objectively the party of right. the working man stuff. I still think that's your best bet, but I also just believe that there's a chunk of them that that's not going to matter. Like, they're so dug in. You can reach some of these people, but some of them, man, are just, they see the D by the name or find out you're a Democrat and they're not going to hear any of the shit you say. No matter what. Unfortunately. Well, and now we're also, we were talking about this also with Steve Bannon calling John Fetterman, who is Jewish, he called him a Satanist, right? Mm -hmm. So we're on the rise of the Satanic panic Mm -hmm. once again. Have you seen that play out in some of the places that you're going to or your hometown? (laughs) Because you're no longer a Democrat, you're the devil. That's what the D stands (laughs) for. It's funny you say that because no i had and i don't remember any kind of satanic panic type stuff in salina and i haven't been aware of it since but like yesterday or the day before my wife was like have you seen this and she showed me a facebook video not a viral one but one that had been shared maryville which is outside of knoxville okay it's outside of knoxville and me and her lived in knoxville for years so it's some knoxville people on facebook did everybody that was naming the towns were they all drunk yeah. <laughs> it's ma- it, well, it's funny because it's Maryville. Oh, okay. But they Southern. They will you know, they will get Merle. upset at anybody. It's like no, it's Maryville. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Like, I'm sorry. That's much worse. They'll okay. tell you it's Maryville. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this guy had posted this video on Facebook driving through Maryville like earlier this week, pointing his camera just at the woods and being like, "I have it on good authority." Right Ugh. there on Halloween night, oh at the stroke of midnight, uh-huh. there will be a coven of witches. Oh, Whoa, golly, a coven oh. of witches, a coven convening so. out there for some kind of ritual. Uh-huh. Now I don't know the specifics of it. I don't know what they got planned, but I have it on good it's authority. On They're going to be right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, and you know, this ain't. We can't have this type of thing going on in the community. This is a good God fearing community, mm. and we can't have these, you know, Satanists coming in here. And I have no idea, like where any of that came from or right. what he was talking about. But I mean, so yeah, I have now seen it at least that one time. <laughs> Just one, and Fernando in a second, but the irony is there will be a coven when all of them are yes. there yeah. with a fire <laughs> yeah. and doing yeah. chants. Pitchfork. Look, exactly. Yeah. 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 Right. So I want to piggyback off what Ben asked. So we may not be seeing a satanic panic, but is it akin to like the trans panic? Do you see that happening? Because that's how I feel. That's the new satanic panic to me. It's yeah. the trans panic. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, uh, I don't have like a specific anecdote for that, but I can tell you there's a lot of like redneck old boys who've been pretending to give a shit about women's sports for the past little bit. <laughs> right, all of a sudden yeah, yeah, they yeah, care yeah, about solving that. Yeah. Worried about the integrity of the game when it comes to women's <laughs> sports. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like they found a new like. You know what I mean? They've always got to have somebody to direct their ire to. Like a boogeyman. And it's like, yeah. if they sort of lose the battle, like with black people, they're still racist. I'm not saying they're not. Right. <laughs> but then it's like, move on. Let's focus on the gays for a while. And then like mm-hmm. gay marriage gets legalized and whatever. And Can't it's like, do that anymore. Oh, we're starting to lose that one too. And then now it's trans people that right. they mostly focus on. Although like, again, 
they still don't like gay people. They still don't like black people. Right. I'm not saying otherwise, but yeah. Well, now it, they need to check the boogeyman's genitals to make whoa, sure he's a true happened. boogeyman. That just happened in Utah recently. There was a soccer game. I believe it was a soccer game. Yes. Some of the parents got upset because their kids got their fucking asses kicked. And they're like, that's a man. That's right. not yeah. a girl. The other team, and, uh, but it, it was, was a, a girl. It's a girl. Yeah. It's a girl. Yeah. That's so, it's like, and, right. Uh, it's 12 year old girl. That's just a, a cisgender child. You know, that you just female child, but, yeah, biologically female child that you just, yeah, insulted, these people? Like, bullied, yes. made bullied. her feel like yes. shit just right. for, being for being great, good, by good the way. The like, all her only crime was kicking too much ass out there. <laughs> yeah, right. And now they've yeah. like, you know, probably made her cry and feel really shitty about herself yeah. for and no fucking reason. Again, why comedy took a hit. Not that that's the biggest fucking issue on earth. <laughs> right. But when you have Alex Jones be like, Michelle Obama, she's a man. She's a man. And you want to laugh because you're like, that's the dumbest that's thing so I've ever heard. And then they would literally be like, look at her. Look, you we've the got doctors. You we've got a cock. doctor coming in here. <laughs> and so you laugh. And then all of a sudden it became policy. Yeah. Right. And now it's like, yeah. there's not a joke. No. Yeah. That's... He won. Alex Jones's worldview right. won. Yeah. It... And it's fucking mind-boggling you do i i'll have moments like that sometimes where i'll see some ridiculous shit and i will laugh at it because it's so absurd right but then it'll kind of like set in a little like oh this is also absolutely terrifying like the fact yeah. you know like marjorie taylor green praying with that oh fake God. protester in the fake cell so at cpac or whatever and they're all doing right like right a, right it was that's some like ritual shit you yeah. know what i mean and it's mm -hmm. like it's freaky it's freaky. It's and they're doing it unironically. It's how they're they really the witchiest feel. people out there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Didn't yeah. believe in spells. Didn't that guy like sell out his other fellow Republicans yes. too? That's yeah. the funniest part about that he story. Was, yeah. He, you know, he uh, rolled over on other January 6th protesters <laughs> to keep himself out of jail and then put himself in a fake jail to, you know, raise <laughs> oh awareness and sympathy for the January 6th guys that he put that in he jail. He ran it out. <laughs> yeah. oh, boy. Yeah. That, that about That's sums Republican. it up. Yeah, yeah no That kidding. about sums it up now. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. We played a, a video of a dude who goes into uh, PetSmart, mm, right? And he sees, right. like, the pride flag. And now that is sort of being perverted with this satanic uh, panic worldview mm -hmm. where they're seeing that and they think, oh, that means you're grooming children. And it's like, no, it's a pet smart. They're grooming ducks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because it's an animal store. I mean, it's just gotten so bizarre and so dark and so cryptic. And it's really bizarre that these people have so much clout and power. And I just wonder, is right. it waning or are we still on the is it still on the rise? So I think that's a great question. I was uh, reading earlier today about, you know, with the midterms coming up and how the projections have shifted. Everybody thought the Democrats were just going to get wrecked all year long. Right. And in recent years, you know, actual shit has been happening. Good shit, some of it. And it's like, oh, maybe the tide is turning a little. But also, in a lot of these states, the people that won the Republican primaries, you know, where all the most diehard voters come out, are the most lunatic right. candidates. And right. they may not be as electable in all these states. So it should cost them, which, like, would make you think that... <laughs> At some point, you would hope that they would take the hint of, like, this isn't a sustainable strategy to just right. keep getting further and further away from any semblance of sanity. But right. at the same time, you know, Liz Cheney this week, look what happened to her. You know Absolutely. what I mean? She right. should have been a—she was a conservative's conservative. And she got run Absolutely. out— Absolutely. I mean, and royalty, too, and got run out on a rail just for, you know— saying the election wasn't stolen and right. having a problem with January 6th. Yeah. <laughs> Arizona has been a prime example of batshit crazy yes. anti-elections believers, mm -hmm. Trumpers winning in droves, Carrie Lake, mm -hmm. Finchin. Yeah. 
Well, that's that's a good segue into a guy I want to talk to you about, J.D. Vance, mm-hmm. who's Republican Senate candidate in my home state of Ohio. What does the J.D. stand for? Uh, just don't. Just yeah. don't advance. <laughs> just don't that's advance. Good. That's what he would have been. A.D. Vance. And he's just advance. That's a better name, but. <laughs> I digress. You had a very strange... And we're all dumber. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Interaction with J.D. Vance. This is such a... a, You know, speaking of having to kiss the ring, this whole Trumpiness, J.D. Vance was a never-Trumper back in 2016, right Mm. when you blew up. And you guys both had hillbilly-related books, and you actually met. His was much more popular. Fair. Uh, But, yeah, I... I had blown up, gone viral in 2016, the same year Hillbilly Elegy came out. So, like, me and him were getting asked about each other a lot. Mm. And ended up, and again, at that time, he was hardcore, never Trumper. This right. guy's going to be the end of our party, all that shit. <laughs> that was the only political stuff he was saying was that type of shit. Right. And so we got, like, you know, we DM'd a couple times on, on Twitter because of all that shit. And he seemed fine to me, and we did shows at a Funny Bone in Either Columbus or Cincinnati, one of the two. I can't mm-hmm. remember where you and I were just at recently. I can't imagine anything more funny than coming to the stage next, J.D. Vance. No shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Luckily, J.D. was just in the audience. He, yeah. Yeah. he came. He, him and his wife came to our show. It's a very liberal show. There was you know, no porn involved. He hates porn. Oh, now he does. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the green room afterwards, we actually went to a bar and hung out with J.D. Vance and drank beers and shit for like an hour and a half, two hours that night. Wow. And like... It's not like he charmed our fucking pants off or nothing. It's sure. not like I was sitting there the whole time like, man, this dude is a G. You know, like right. nothing like that. But he was a perfectly all right and seemingly sensible person right. about everything. And he talked shit about Trump that night. And we were in agreement on all that. And then you just look at that and then, you know, where he's at now. Right. And uh, yeah, I know he doesn't. I know he doesn't. Not that it matters. It's almost worse that he doesn't actually believe it, really. Yeah, but right. I know that he doesn't actually believe a lot of that You don't think shit. that he's forced himself to believe it? May, actually, yeah, you're probably right. Like, I mean, at it's, this it's, point, it's interesting because we were discussing, we did the Salem Witch Trials on last podcast recently, and some people, even if they're not guilty, just to rationalize the fact that they've been yes. incarcerated for a crime, yeah. will just be like, maybe I did do it. Right. Like, sure. the, the human brain is so malleable. I, do, I'm, I don't know if I want to give these people the out anymore. To yeah. even say, I don't think they really believe it. They're just doing. I don't think people. I think he fucking probably just believes it at this point. Yeah, I mean, Peter Thiel's money is mm-hmm. behind him. I mean, he basically squeaked through that Republican primary in Ohio. It was one of the most contentious. I mean, we were trading clips uh-huh. and articles about that whole thing. You had Josh Mandel and the businessman. That's the, right. You had that business great line papaw. about the business papaw almost started a fight. Yeah, Josh Mandel tried to whoop the business papaw's ass in an <laughs> official debate, and then the woman who was running was putting out. Campaign ads about how their dicks were small. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, yeah. Love it. Like, I yeah. don't remember that. One. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was Jane Timpkin. Oh, yes, oh. yes, former Ohio Republican Party <laughs> chair who quit her position to go lose the Senate nomination. I have shucked every one of their dicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I them all. Genital I inspection. One, it, one is a molar dick. You went back to my molar. The other one that's an Adam's apple. <laughs> oh really? Wait, Jane, oh. I think you're doing it wrong. Yeah, I know she doesn't have an Adam's apple, but whatever. But I, I saw earlier that he's getting like out. He's. Yeah, Tim Out Ryan's fundraised. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim Ryan's smoking him in terms of money well, right until now. Peter like, until Peter sends the next check. And I saw some people speculating like he's being lazy about all that because he knows that Peter Thiel will yeah, just, just write another check. Another so check. really, what does it matter? Right. You know? Yeah. What does he care? I mean, he should care if he really actually 
cares about winning. That's the other thing. I'm still not convinced JD wants to do this. Or, you know, you see him on the campaign trail. I mean, he's a lot like Dr. Oz, another unqualified, right. you know, basically lured to run by rich people like Trump and Teal. And it's just like he's so out of his element. Dr. Oz with his crudite mm. clips out of Cru- recently. Crudite. And you see J.D. Vance, you know, all the Ohio reporters are just ripping him apart everywhere they go because they are actually asking about policy and how this policy right. affects Ohioans. And J.D. Vance doesn't know because he hasn't been in Ohio for a long time. <laughs> but without that spotlight of running for federal office, it seems like the crazies are winning the state houses. Oh, yes. yeah. that That's always been a problem, but it's a bigger one now for sure. But like the real lunatics have always been at the state level. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they they have to find a way to make a name for themselves so they'll come up with the craziest shit possible to like get it out there. I mean, that's where that's how that transgender bathroom bill originated, right? It was with the North Carolina State Congress just inventing an outrage from nothing. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they do that all the time. The don't say gay bills and all that. But yeah, they do fly under the radar and win, you know, with ease. So you wonder Which is also if also not good, right. you know, maybe J.D. Vance doesn't advance. We got uh, Tim Ryan in there and Fetterman beats Dr. Oz sure. and all of those things on the federal level. But then we did mm-hmm. talk with Mr. Peppa mm-hmm. uh, recently. And, uh, you know, the local state houses, mm-hmm. I just I don't know where the tide is going. Right. It's, I mean, is there any what do you think? I mean, just traveling across the country and with your audience, obviously, you kind of court a liberal audience. Yeah. But, you know, what, oh. are there, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, I think it's definitely, again, the, you know, I think that's where the most hardcore and unstable <laughs> types of politicians, you know, are at or at the state level yeah. and they do win and they stay in and they're crazy, you know, especially with like, been so, seen so many clips recently from state level congresses you know where they are after the roe v wade thing Mm -hmm. and they're talking about their bills they're going to pass and like the clips where you know one of the few democrats in their state house in the idaho state house whatever will be like so i just want to clarify something under the (laughs) terms of this law right a woman who is raped her rapist family can sue her if she gets an abortion and then and then they're just like Yes, that's yes, correct. That is correct. And it's always wild to me how you don't have that moment of just like, are we the baddies? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You're seeing that Mitchell and Webb sketch. Yes, about yeah, the yeah. Night. Are we the Why baddies? Skulls? Yeah. You know, like they never have any moment of self awareness where they're like, maybe yeah. if I'm on that side of that thing, I'm not correct. <laughs> even right, when they right. hear it, they're even like, when they hear it yes. out loud. Yeah, but they don't. Yeah. Well, and yeah, because state houses are so important now with, with the fall of Roe v. Wade, because that's where it's all going to be happening. Mm-hmm. Tennessee's crazy to me because you do have blue pockets of Tennessee. you got your Nashville's Memphis, in Memphis, Memphis and Knoxville. Um, but even there, you uh, know... Knoxville's less so, I think, unfortunately. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, as we I mean, all know... with Mayor Kane. They're, yeah, it's got to be Kane! Uh, How did you feel about that when that news first well, dropped? Well, he's another guy who I don't think was crazy and then got crazy, or maybe he always was. I don't yeah. know. No, he definitely wasn't. Because I lived in Knoxville for years, and he would actually... He had a weekly... Because he he's from there. His family has an insurance company there. Right. And I would listen to Knoxville radio, driving around, and he would come on all the time. Yeah. Like, sports radio, mostly, to talk about sports stuff but either way like he would 
he did not seem like a lunatic, although it was funny because he was still wrestling at the time and he would talk about his actual opinions as, you know, Glenn Jacobs, but would also keep kayfabe, like talk about, he would, he would refer to Undertaker as his brother, you know, my brother's okay. got a big match coming up, stuff like that, but in the same cadence as he's saying all the other normal stuff. But right. no, right. when I, I used to act, have a bit about that actually, which I don't even remember how the bit went, but it was basically just, that was the moment where I realized how much higher the bar for crazy shit had gotten in this country because mm. my wife told me it's like you know you remember the undertaker's demonic soulless mute brother or whatever he's, <laughs> yeah he's the mayor of knoxville now and i was just like yeah that checks out why wouldn't <laughs> yeah. that be the case you know like yeah. uh because it was you know just not that that race was a watershed moment but like you right. know he that was early on in the tide turning toward in this more you know batshit direction that yeah. is just like taken for granted at this point it mm -hmm. does seem like kayfabe is now a political thing yeah. as well mm -hmm. right it seems like and we talked about that without the ohio race and all that shit we already talked about earlier but it's like this is like some pro wrestling shit yeah you yeah, know yeah. The, like the thing at the debate was like they were you know getting in each other's by, faces by the porta potties in the parking lot or <laughs> yeah. something one of yeah, them jumps yeah. out of a limo and tries to punch the other one <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> the ladies talking about dicks and stuff like yeah it's yeah. weird well, it's and so yeah, freaking weird and Trump, you know, made so many appearances. Mm. Obviously, there's that article with uh, Vince McMahon. He's mm -hmm. had some hush money mm -hmm. uh, yes. go out, and then and they found that some of it was going to Trump's charities and, and things like that. Four million, not just some of it. Oh, four well, million? for four him, that's just some. <laughs> right. You know, he's doing pretty good. Dang. But it is just like, yeah, to your point, politics is pro wrestling right now, and people are eating it up. It's crazy. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I was just going to ask what you thought about uh, Tim Ryan. and his, I'm kind of interested in that because I know that he's done a lot of – he's put out ads with yeah. Fox News praising him, and he's done – you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. He's definitely trying to play both sides. And I had previously thought – because Phil Bredesen sort of tried to do that when he got wrecked by Marshall Blackburn. Oh, okay. He tried to do that. Like, he was like, you know, he wouldn't – be more Republican? He wouldn't be anti-Kavanaugh, you know? Like he, And he just got destroyed by right. her batshit ass. And at the time, I was like, yeah, <laughs> see, you can't do that. Right. But, I, but hmm. Tim Ryan's doing it, and that race is close. So. Yeah. Well, and Tim Ryan's got a record of actually, again, no, being in Ohio yeah. and working, you know, being an elected official yeah. in Ohio, was, whether it's the state house or Congress that he's been in. You know, some in some cases, you feel like that's a liability to have a voting record anymore, mm -hmm. right? right. Whereas, you know, there's this whole sense on the Republican side, like, well, you don't need a politician. That's what they liked about Donald Trump is he's not a politician. Right. But at this point, J.D. Vance is just so out of his element. I mean, I sent you that clip of him eating pork on a hot sweat 
what he did at the Ohio <laughs> State Fair. Weird. He's like yeah. judging pork. It's yeah. like, you have no idea what you're doing, sir. No. That's so, a good pork. Yeah. That's not a good that's pork. That's bad pork. That pork's just okay. Oh, that was my pork. Oh, no, JD. <laughs> that's got to be Kane. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a situation, I think, where, you know, I think, but that's a good thing, too, because we talk about that a lot. Tim Ryan's running as a middle class, working class Democrat. Like, he went and voted right. yes on the Inflation Reduction Act, wearing pink shorts, you know, and a, and a button-down shirt that was untucked. I mean, he's he's really pushing the working man because right. it's kind of the old switcheroo right. where J.D. Vance is this out-of-touch yeah. West Coast millionaire yeah. who left Ohio. So he, right. I, I, um, I didn't know much about Tim Ryan before he briefly ran for president. He was in the Democratic primary yeah. debates. I wasn't and too I, thrilled about him doing that either. I, remember, <laughs> I, I know he ended up burying himself, but before yeah. he did that, I remember thinking while I was watching him, not knowing anything about him at the time, I was like, this is the only one of them who's bringing up, like, working people shit. Yeah. Like, working class, mm-hmm. like, issues. He was the only one that seemed to be even pretending to care about that shit at the time. So I know he's got, like, an actual track record with yeah, all that. Right. Which, that's what I'm saying. That's why he's interesting to me, seeing whether that shit works or not. Right. Well, know? I mean, and Fetterman's got the same playbook right sure, now. sure, yeah. Dr. Mm-hmm. Oz is an out-of-touch East Coast, mm-hmm. Jersey Coast. He is. I mean, Jersey Shore. Right. Uh, multi-millionaire elitist. And Fetterman's playing the whole working class, working man mm-hmm. as well. I mean, Tim Ryan, uh, his campaign slogan is cut workers in on the deal. And he also, that video uh, from the other week, trolling J.D. Vance, because J.D. Yes. Vance's whole campaign is in debt again, mm-hmm. because they're probably expecting a check from Peter Thiel at some point. But J.D. Vance is just not paying his staffers. Mm-hmm. He's not paying his campaign staffers. Right. So, you know, when, as we talked about on that mm-hmm. show, when we showed that video, it's indicative of how you will run a business or how you will be a public servant. Yeah. And in that case, J.D. Vance is just dropping the ball on every single level. Even if, even if he's fun for a couple beers after a comedy show, <laughs> he doesn't yeah. know what he's doing anymore. Well, I think the goal is to get back to the working class votes. Mm-hmm. And I think how important is it to just show up? You know, with one thing yeah. with Hillary, not to keep on talking about 2016. I hope they but, Pokemon uh, go to the polls. Pokemon go to the polls. <laughs> They'll get the young but people she out. Didn't Pokemon go to Wisconsin. I know. Or Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Right. The blue walls. She was like, it's blue. and But it's not. Like, how important is it to the people of this country, spe- small town Tennessee, just to show up? And I think they don't have to agree with everything you say, but just it's so important. Like, if they agree with 51% of what you say, you want. Right. Mm-hmm. I totally get that you have to allocate resources accordingly or whatever, but I do think it's a, yeah, her not going to Wisconsin, you know, they, Democrats have had a bad track record of that type of thing, of just not showing up and even like pretending to get, just writing whole regions or states or blocks off, you know, How are they, voting but blocks. Why is this like, why is this the blind spot? Yeah. It's like I the don't easiest know. thing ever. It's I, like what politicians have done since forever, anytime, but, the first election. But they in human history, there's money. There's what he said layups that you're, you know, seeming layups that they just overlook all the time. Like, I mean, I, you know, I feel like weed should be an automatic thing Mm -hmm. that they focus on too, because no one really, you know, is opposed to it anymore. And a huge number of people. You know, I've known some stoners, you know, dudes with neck tattoos or whatever, sure. who have yeah. s- single issue voters. You know what I mean? If right. somebody was like, if that was their big thing, they'd come and vote for them. And it's just like an easy thing to to add to the, the platform, you know, mm-hmm. for any Democrat running for office, I would think. And I know most of them, if I asked, would be, but I mean, like, 
making it more of a thing. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, Kansas proved too. I mean, a yeah, red state, right. 60% of the electorate um, shows up and they vote in favor of women's rights. Mm-hmm. So voting against. in a super red state, like you yeah. said, it's like they're like most of their policies are not actually popular with most people. Yeah, you, you know mean the Republican I mean? policies. Republican yeah, policies yeah, yeah, yeah. Are not popular with most people, and you know, yet they still uh, stick by them and and keep getting elected because of like the culture war shit and stuff like that. Sure, you gerrymandering know? too. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, it's the system's rigged in their favor. Like the right. more people in this country are on the left, or at least are opposed to MAGA. Yeah, you know, yeah. Than the sort of power structure that we see would indicate you know right. what i mean because of gerrymandering and yeah. and all that shit and it's frustrating mm-hmm. do you think there's going to be a tipping point we talked about you know education what's going on now with the erasing of american history an accurate form of it anyway with genital checks being uh you know mandated yeah is there a tipping point where people i don't know just suburbanites or whatever that voted for trump or whatever held their nose and supported you know, some of these psychos, is there, what, what is it going to take for, for just no more? Just, we've had enough. This is getting too crazy. Hmm. I mean, 10 year olds, you I, know, being forced to have babies uh, after they I, were raped. I mean, what, I think there's that, no way these are winning issues. I, no, right. I know. I agree. Right. And I think each of them has probably chipped away some, you know, people mm-hmm. who've been like, all right, I can't do this anymore, but it's probably only made, you know, another percentage of them dig in further. I think again mm. for a bit for a big chunk of them, no, there won't. There, he can't go too far. They can't go too far. There won't be a tipping point. But like we were talking about earlier, it seems like generally across the board, you know, it may not be a long term winning strategy to keep mm-hmm. going down that down you know, that, those and paths. I, and I want to agree with you, and I do in a lot of ways uh, when it comes to policy and just ideas. But my God, did I see it, you know, traveling around the airports, a lot of fucking young kids in those red damn hats. The MAGA oh, hats. Really? Yeah. 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 Really? Because he's a child. Oh, my God. So if you're in middle school or high school, you're like, he's talented. He's just like me. It's like, that's why you have to be 36 to run for president. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, like, I'm worried. I'm a little bit wondering well, what that generation is going to be. And I feel like the comedy world uh, in general has played a little bit of a part in all of that, I mm-hmm. think, because like. I used to always, I was like, listen, man, these young, I'm saying a few years ago, I was like, these like young kids now, there ain't no way they're going to be on board with this shit as they get older and start to vote. You know, <laughs> right. we just need a few more funerals and a few more people to come of age and we'll be okay. And Absolutely. I generally still hope that that's true, but I've also noticed there's way more like, you know, young MAGA hat types than I would yeah. have thought or hoped for. And I think at least part of it is the whole like, the cancel culture shit and the woke shit and all that, you know, pushing back against that. It's like they're young white guys. They're like, I never did anything wrong. Why should I be canceled? And it's like, no one's (laughs) fucking canceling you. Right. It's not happening, but they like buy into that mentality. You know, you can't say anything anymore. You can't, you know, there's something wrong with just being a white guy. Everybody thinks you get, you know, like all that shit, I think has uh, gotten some of them on board that otherwise wouldn't have been. And again, there's a lot of, you know, the comedy world that, at least with the cancel culture part of it, right. you know, mm-hmm. contributes to all that. Yeah, right. and of course, there's some self-inflicted wounds when it comes to the cancel culture stuff. But if, as we know, that's bipartisan. Yeah, everyone's I mean, canceling. Look at the Dixie Chicks. Right. Sure. They used to have smash-a-thons, the satanic panic. All that's just cancel culture bullshit. Right. There's also so, so many examples of people who've, like, you know, 
seemingly got canceled who then did so great after that or even better you know what sure. i mean like uh like that uh oh my god i'm kind of okay with the fact that i can't remember his name the Mor- morgan wallen the country singer oh okay oh man country singer he was like a mid-level country singer had some you know some moderate hits and whatever else but he got he got caught uh on a video saying the n-word okay mm. uh not with a hard r like calling his buddies that i think but he's you know a white country dude but sure. he got caught saying the n-word and got like canceled he got fired he was supposed to be doing saturday night live he got fired from that oh, okay. initially and all this stuff and all that happened but fast forward a year and he's like far and away the number one country star in all of nashville <laughs> selling oh records God. like crazy mm-hmm. got back on saturday night live he's like the biggest dude in the game now sure. you know what i mean because yeah. a lot of people rallied behind him when he got canceled but he didn't actually ever get it's a brand canceled. yeah it's it is a, brand. a branding i think a lot of people like would, sure. would love to get canceled you right. know what i mean because i mean can, i like, think that shane gillis got he he, he dodged a bullet by getting canceled and not having to be on SNL, I mean, I, he just got right, to do. Right. He just does I everything on his own. Yeah, I, think, I don't know Shane or anything. I don't no. know him, but I think he's fucking hilarious. I loved his special. I think Shane Gillis is a really, really good comic, and I agree. I think he's probably better. But I, I've I've never heard him like play into the whole. I've never heard him play up the whole I got canceled, love me because I got canceled right. thing. He's always been pretty cool about it, in my opinion. But I agree that I think he's better off now than if none of that would have ever happened because he probably would have just been just another guy on Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. But instead, he, like, is doing his own thing and standing out and doing great. So, And, of course, you know, cancel culture, a cliche term in itself in many ways. It's, um, it's kind of personal, right? It's interpersonal. When it comes to the conservative cancel culture, it's legislated. We have books being banned. Mm, right. right. It's like insane. Yeah. I mean, heck, they even took the Bible out of a West right. Texas school along with Anne Frank's diary and uh, a book called what? Gen- gender queer or something like yeah, that. Yeah, gender queer. Yeah. Um, and so that's that is beyond cancel culture. That's right. legislation. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And they- so I do think the left could try to take that narrative back a little bit mm-hmm. right but, yeah you know, yeah messaging on that it seems to be a little tricky for them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean i got uh this is such a low level kind of version of what we're talking about but i got banned from tiktok for a while for uh mm. for hate speech uh-oh <laughs> what'd you say that was the official reason they gave me and in china and then they finally unbanned me because uh i sent a bunch of you know of emails on the subject <laughs> okay. made me so mad that i had to care about it but it's like you know yeah fucking, you just have to if you make videos and shit yeah uh but but it also did kind of piss me off because it was like i don't Partic- I don't speak. I don't do hate speech. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, I know right, that. Right. So that bothered me too. And uh, I think all it really was was I kept getting videos flagged and stuff because people would mark them as hate speech. Just they didn't so like what of, you said. They just didn't like what I was saying. Oh. So it's like, so, so, you know, they're canceling me or yeah. trying to cancel me for, you know, being mean to them. Right. That's what I was saying to <laughs> TikTok. I was like, because I looked up their terms and conditions and everything, and it's like hate speech is when is, you know, hateful speech tar- targeted at one of these groups. And it's, you know, based on race, based on uh, sexuality, sure. all the protected groups. And I was like, if you're telling me that conservatives 
are considered a protected group, as yeah. far as you guys go, <laughs> then you got me. <laughs> sure. It is hate speech, yeah. and I'm done. <laughs> right. Like, I, you know, I, whatever, guilty as charged. But, yeah. as long, but if that's not what you're saying, then I, I think also, like, I do a thing a lot where I'll, like, pretend I'll, like, go into character as Marjorie Taylor Greene or whatever sure. and say something about Mexicans or Jews, some crazy-sounding shit that she would say, right. Right. making fun of how dumb she is. Right. But just, like, if you just isolate that one line, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I also think we overuse the term hate speech. Hate speech, uh, nothing you did on TikTok was hate speech, I'm sure of no. that. Right. Um, and it's uh, it can be absolutely devastating. Yeah. Like, yeah. hate speech, we know what happens when politicians deliver hate speeches yeah and people follow through so it's like yeah your little your little comedy videos are no. not the problem <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right meanwhile right. you know everyone else i mean i think the uh, ayatollah khomeini has a fucking tweeter yeah <laughs> he's got a tiktok yeah, yeah he does very well yeah it's like what not are we doing cancel here? that guy not right right do you ever have any people who do cross over because you know you again you have that phenomenon of attracting this audience is like they talk like they're they're southerners but they have liberal ideas liberal uh policies and opinions but do you ever have maybe a, that occasional republican you know i think uh some of your shows um, that we did in ohio someone was like i'm bringing my republican cousin yeah and it's like yeah, someone that, ever come up and say like you know what man you, you got me today yeah now whenever i hear that i'm like you just want to fight with your cousin like, <laughs> yeah, you no, not no. like your cousin yeah, is you that just, what this is? uh anecdotally i have been told that every now and then but i'm not gonna lie to you it's rare like i sure. recently did a but the most recent one i did a show in new hampshire and the comic who opened for me, her name's Emily. She was from um, Boston, and oh, she was telling Emily Rakowski. She was telling me, uh, yeah, yeah, actually, she's great. She's a yeah. DC comic originally. That's right. Mm -hmm. Holy shit! Look yeah. at that. That's mm -hmm. anyway. She was great. So funny. And uh, but she was telling me before the show. She was like, "You're." Uh, she said that. Her and her mom and her sister, they were like, "We've used your videos to sort of like." make my dad see another side of something and yeah. she's like and it works sometimes she's like i guess he's just got to hear a man say it <laughs> right in a southern accent yeah right exactly yeah. but like you know so people have told me stuff yeah. like that before but i mean dude mostly no okay. <laughs> people are pretty entrenched I, are. I get it from both sides which is very nice yeah um i like it when i no i'm just kidding yes oh yeah <laughs> hello <laughs> coming in hot. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, I get a lot of liberals saying I was much snarkier and then top at, and then I got some conservatives who say they were much meaner. Oh, there you go. Um, so you get it from everybody. Yeah, it makes them nicer. I think that's a better, I think that's a good goal. Yeah. And I think you make people nicer and smarter. Mm -hmm. That's very sweet of you. And you're a good man, Trey. Um, let's see, where can people see you? Mm hmm. So, yeah, on social media, any of them, it's just Trey Crowder, T-R-A-E Crowder. I am on the road. I'll be on the road. So you can go to TreyCrowder.com and see the tickets. We're adding new dates now. Nice. Also, I've got a couple podcasts. Weekly Skews is my political podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you can get that wherever you get your podcasts or awesome. on YouTube. And then Putting On Airs is a goofy podcast nice. me and Corey Forster do about fancy people shit. So it's two hillbillies <laughs> talking about fancy stuff. So nice. check that and out. And you too. guys went to awesome. England and uh -huh. toured all around yeah. to see some of the fancy. That's where fancy was invented. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah. one of the themes of our show. <laughs> Man, the English must treat you like a specimen with the accent and everything. They're I mean, like, people wow, in he's L.A. do too. My God, when it, you moved yeah. to L.A., I remember you talking about how hard it is. Just Here, he's a great character walk actor. Walk. A, whoa, that's oh, a you're doing that fun. <laughs> oh, you must be auditioning for that new role. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny, and uh, I was. 
I can't remember who I was talking to, like a tour guy we had or something. Me and Corey were going to do shows in London, and we did. But like before we were talking to this guy, we were like, you know, a lot of our material has to do with like the perception people have of people like us where we're from and with our accent and how we don't fit that. And it was like, do you think that that'll play? Like, are people over here aware of those perceptions? And he was like, uh, yeah, mate. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They know it's like when they go anywhere else. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like, yeah, they're they're aware of what rednecks are and all that shit. So, yeah. Awesome. Trey Crowder, check out everything he does. Watch his next viral video. Mm-hmm. We need it. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. And, uh, yeah, hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When booking with other vacation rental apps sounds like this. This place doesn't look like the pictures. Come on, the doors are on back. Is there a door behind all those spiders? <laughs> it's time to try one that sounds more like a vacation. <sighs> Look at how many spiders there aren't. Where should we lie down for eight consecutive hours first? Relax. You booked a Verbo. 